Hey, Chicago, what do you say? Happy St. Patrick's Day. It's the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by PointsBet. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. I'm Luke Stuckmeyer. Uh, well, I'm not today. I'm Lucky O'Stucky always. <laughs> St. Patrick's Day. Uh, Cody Del Mendo, Kyle Williams, Brendan Miller will be joining us later. Maybe Ryan Herrera from Cactus League Action. Cubs and Sox underway in both Mesa and Scottsdale, or Camelback Ranch, I should say. And um, we're going to talk to Brendan about a lot of pitching things. He's our pitch doctor a little bit. I like to call him our pitching expert. He's coming up in the second two segments. And Ryan is waiting for Kyle Hendricks to come out of the game after he'll probably pitch two or three innings. And then he'll come out and speak to the media. And that's his article that he's going to post tonight. It's going to be with Kyle uh, Hendricks. So we're waiting for him. Hopefully, he gives us an update on what Hendricks said. If not, we'll talk about that tomorrow. In the meantime, how excited are we that baseball is back? I think it's really cool that the first game's on St. Patrick's Day, and it's against the White Sox split squad action. Uh, today is a great day for sports in general. We got, we got uh, Cubs and Sox baseball actually being played in March Madness at the same time. I, I don't know what to do with my hands, Luke. No, I know. You know, this this is the best time of the year for to be a sports fan. Um, we're right around the corner from all the playoffs for the NHL and the NBA. NFL drafts coming up here soon. It's it's almost that perfect time of the year. Uh, and I looked at you know yeah this we had both games going on both the Sox broadcast the Cubs broadcast. The one at Sloan Park had Pete Crow Armstrong in the outfield, Brennan Davis in center, Kyle Hendricks on the mound. I thought oh I can get excited for this. And then Brendan Davis flew out that first time, and I was disappointed already. You know, I ready to yeah. ready to call him a bust. Sell your stock Man. on him. <laughs> Sell the stock. Sell yes. the stock. No, no, it was. It's just cool to see some of those guys in Cubs uniforms. Yeah. Um, and it, it's just fun to have baseball back. It looks beautiful there, by the way. It's oh, another yeah. reason Ryan's not checking in right at the beginning because you know he's out there getting a tan. He's yeah, working. I've been working on the sun a little bit. Hanging out the tiki bar like we keep talking about. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um. Cubs did make a couple of signings today. They've added more arms once again, more pitching depth. We'll talk about that uh, with Brendan. Then Jonathan VR, left-handed bat. We talked about it in the first couple podcasts that we thought the Cubs need to add a left-handed bat. VR is a guy who's got a little power, 18 and 24 homers in his last two seasons. Uh, left-handed bat can play third base, can play second base, can play shortstop. I would assume this means Carlos Correa is definitely not happening uh yeah i mean i tweeted that from the cubs the chgo underscore cubs twitter account this morning just kind of feels like we we're loaded with infielders now i mean vr wisdom schwindel madrigal horner sergio alcantara you know yeah. Uh, Andrelton Simmons Andrew, and now yeah, and now vr simmons yeah now vr david so, bodie when he comes back yeah so I know fans are probably super disappointed about that. And, I mean, who knows? Maybe, you know, people talk about Horner, you know, being the Zobris type, being able to play all around the field. Uh, you know, we, the, the DH is available, so it does allow the Cubs to be more flexible. Absolutely. Uh, so, I'm not saying it's completely out of the, out of the <laughs> range, but it seems like it. So, I'm not going to be disappointed, I guess, if, you know, he ends up going back to Houston or whatever. I, honestly, I've kind of been in that range anyway. Yeah. Like, I'm not getting up for to be disappointed about it. it. If it happens, awesome. I'll 
you know, maybe go streaking down Lakeshore Drive or something. <laughs> but, you know, like, it, I, I'm at the point where it is what it is. Yeah, like, I would say the chances right now are as slim as winning – a stock X or, you know, Nike raffle. It's, it's probably that <laughs> For slim. some sweet Jordans, huh? No, nah, Cody's got the, the nice Jordans over there, you know, the just shining and everything. <laughs> kind of jealous. Glistening for opening day. <laughs> yeah. But, Very nice. But you guys all have the nice Jordans. That, that's, this, this company is just like, everyone has nice Jordans. I I don't know, Luke. Do you have any No, nice I, I Listen, I could not afford Jordans. when I, I, I was alive when they came out originally and they were on his feet. And like one kid in our school had them, and that I kid know, was so like mad. the elite of the elite. Why you know? didn't I get those? I, yeah, yeah, the original ones. I could have gotten them too. I didn't. I got the uh, the, I old, the Chuck them. Taylors. I got the red ones. They were pretty Chuck cool. Chuck Taylors were Fifth another grade, way to go. Cool. That was the other way to go. Yeah, Converse. They were huge back in the day. They kind of making Still a comeback. Kind of huge. Yeah. Lawrence yeah. and I remember when Nike began as a company. Yeah, pretty so, much. Yeah, we're just Bill showing. Knight was a child when we were Gramp- around. Just remember though, uh, Grandpa Stucky's gone. Lucky Ostucky's here today. Lucky Ostucky. Rachel says, hey, you guys are coming through for St. Patrick's Day. Oh, yeah. We got a little green. What's I, going on, man? I completely. I forgot. I walked in I, to the offices, I, and I see everybody with their green on. I just, it slipped my mind to put on something green. Oh, no. That's disappointing. Ugh. Very disappointing. Hey, I noticed on our set, we did rearrange the, the cacti, I believe is plural, um, and Chris Bryant bobblehead. Yeah. That's it. End of an era. End of Yesterday an era. we talked about the end of the Rizzo era. We did the podcast, got in my car, and Chris Bryant has signed with the Colorado Rockies. And, I mean, I feel good for him. Seven years, $182 million, 26 a year. Uh, he's getting paid. What do you think of Bryant signing with the Rockies? I, I'm for Chris. This is a great deal. He got the seven years. He got the money that he was looking for. Got the no trade clause. It's it's kind of confusing from the Rockies standpoint when they just paid to for the Cardinals to take on Nolan Arenado. Yeah. So I don't know what they're doing from a team. They're a confusing standpoint. franchise. Yeah, but Chris, uh, personally, I'm happy for him. Yeah. Uh, basically, what he said. Uh, that's where <laughs> you I'm have at. mixed feelings, don't you? I have mixed yeah. feelings about it because. Like he said, the Rockies, they not only did they give Nolan Arenado to the <laughs> Cardinals for no disrespect to those players, but you could compare it to a washing machine, in my opinion. <laughs> so you, they, they gave him to the Cardinals. But one of the good ones. Yes. Yeah. Probably one of the smart ones. One. Yeah. It was a brand, one they, brand new the one. They just bought cycle it. and everything. Yes. They just, they just gave him away. And. And, and this is the biggest and of, like, all. It's like, you sent $50 million to, to the Cardinals with the best third baseman, at least defensively, in baseball, and, you know, offensively, at, at the very least, top three. You know what I mean? Yeah. In the National League. Two years ago. Not even two years ago. And now, time has passed. Barely any time has passed. The Rockies don't want to bring back Trevor Story, and they look like they're in, about to enter this gigantic rebuild. And they give Chris Bryant seven years, one hundred eighty-two million. And again, I am happy for Chris. My anger has nothing to do with Chris Bryant. It has everything to do with the, the Rockies and Agreed. how they run their organization. They and, make no sense, right? And I know there's a no trade clause, but like they will find a way in like two years, and if they get back together with their good friends in St. Louis and trade Chris Bryant there, I 
will be No, no, that's angry. not happening. No. Okay, here's <laughs> we agree it doesn't make sense for the Rockies. It at on the surface level, it doesn't make a ton of sense other than money for Chris right. Bryant. The Rockies were 32 and a half games behind the first place Giants last year. Okay, so he's not going there for winning. He is going there for the cash. Don't blame him. $26 million, you get to live in a great city in Denver, the sunniest city in the country, and you're close to the mountains. If you want to go to the outdoors, you're close to Las Vegas. Yeah, He's going to have twins to add to his son, so he's going to have three little kids at home in Vegas, yep. which he can go back and forth to Vegas and Denver quickly if he wants to. And he got the no trade. Okay? So we figure the Rockies greatly overpaid. They didn't overpay for his services, but they paid – Certainly more than anybody else was offering is my guess. Yeah. And he got the no trade. He's probably looking at it saying the same thing. Well, I know the Rockies are going to be totally cool with trading me in like three years. And I can hang out with my little kids for three years. I'm going to hit home run after home run in the mile high. Not going to have any grief, any stress. And then in three years, I can go into the middle of a pennant race and win another ring because I can choose where I'm going. Right. Now, the positive Cub fan in you, Cody, should be saying, who would they trade him to? Not the Cardinals. Because Chris Bryant would never choose the Cardinals because it's boring in St. Louis. (laughs) What if the Cubs are a good team in three years with the next core and Chris Bryant can come back when they're ready to win? Little homecoming. That's a great spin zone, Luke. It's a great spin zone. You guys want to know something funny? I just saw it on NBC Sports. Um... Nolan Arenado is the seventh highest paid player on the Colorado Rockies. The $5.6 million that they're paying him. The seventh highest paid player to not play for their team. This is their biggest free agent signing since uh, is it Mike Hampton was the pitcher. Ooh, Rocky wow. signing. Mike Hampton, wow. shout out to I mean, that's, that's crazy that this is their biggest signing. I mean, they're just, it's like they just randomly decided, you know what? <laughs> Let's spend almost $200 million. Why not? We'll get rid of the rest of the guys. I, I think Rachel hits the nail on the head here in the in the comments. She said, saw a tweet that said, if you look at everything the Rockies do as performance art rather than professional sports business, it makes more sense. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it. I don't Touché. think, I, you know, I, again, I'll say a lot of people are, were hoping some of the Cubs were coming back. I don't think it was ever happening. I, I don't think Castellanos is coming back. If you want to hold out hope for the 2016 team, you hope that Kyle Hendricks pitches a while longer and that Wilson Contreras is extended once they get through spring training. Yeah. That's your hope at this point. Yeah. I mean, I, I Castellanos was always a pipe dream to me as well. So I guess I had a little bit more hope for Chris just because of how things went when he came back uh, with the Giants and how that whole thing went. And he's never had anything negative to say about the Cubs. I felt like his exit wasn't like with Rizzo. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, that's kind of how I felt, I felt about it. I feel like throughout the, the city the last five, four or five years, I guess you could say, his, the perception of him is dwindled. Yeah, it's like there's a lot of – it's kind of polarizing. Like, half the city was a big supporter, or you're at the very end and, you're, and you weren't a supporter. And I just never understood the people who didn't support him because, in my opinion, I mean, according to our draft we did last week, yep. like – it's him and Sammy Sosa when it comes to the best players in Cubs history at this, like, century. So, you know, it is what it is. I do like Luke Spinzo, though. I might ride with that for three yeah, years. Yeah, Robbie and Ferris are, are hanging in with me on that, too. They say, nice spin move. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, I'm, 
I'm the opposite. I'm not surprised that Chris didn't come back. Out of all of the the core 2016, I I would say he would be the less the one least likely to just because of how he got the ceremony back at Wrigley with the Giants. And also, yeah. on one of his last Zoom calls, not only did they lose that day, you could tell that the trade deadline, the weight of everything was just weighing on him. And I think him coming back, having that moment at Wrigley as a member of the Giants was just an end, and then he was ready to to move forward, even though it will be kind of weird to see him in that Colorado uniform. Like, San Fran was weird, but it at least like, okay, that's still KB. I'm not sure how I feel about the Colorado Chris. Well, you know what? I I was wondering, you know, one of the teams, another team that was talked about was the Padres, and, of course, the other team was the Phillies. Yeah, talking about joining up with Harper, and I thought to myself, if Schwarber and Bryant both end up with the Phillies, I'm not going to change allegiance as a lifelong Cubs fan, but would, be, would they be my 1B National League team? If I had to root for another team to do well, would it be the Phillies? I would have had to have said yes, I think, yeah. to have both of them on the yeah. same team. would have been really weird. So I'm kind of glad that they're all split up and that they're not forming another team somewhere yeah. else. And I... You know, I think Cubs fans will cheer for them still. And oh, yeah. Every time so. they come back, they'll right. get cheered. I mean, the Yankees sent a tweet today. Uh, I guess there was a quote from Rizzo saying that, you know, I always wanted to be here or something. I sent the classic crying Michael Scott here for whatever. <laughs> but in the comments, there were tons of Cubs fans in there already that were like, you know, good luck, Tony, like all this stuff. So when you take away all the business side stuff and everything, at the end of the day – Everyone still loves those guys, and we're going to be following them the rest of their careers. I can't wait to see the the return to Wrigley's for Rizzo, for Javi. That's that's going to be epic. I just yeah. – uh, I really think that Castellanos is not a member of that core. So, I think last night, driving home, all the Chris Bryant talk, I think to myself, that's – that's the closure that, you know, we talked about closure yesterday. Yeah. Now the big guys have all gone. Yeah. That, that's it. That's, that's, now it's time to move on, wish them well. And Brendan Davis was in the lineup in center field out at Sloan Park today. Kyle Hendricks was still on the mound. PCA. Stroman's going to pitch tomorrow. Yep, PCA, you mentioned Suzuki's going to be here soon. Yeah. Get on board before it's too late. Yeah, it's a great time to become a Cubs bandwagon fan. You know, there was a lot of slander after 16 calling us a bandwagon franchise, you know. We're, we're rebuilt, like, rebuilding, I guess you can call it again. Right now is a great no, time. No, no, no. Retooling. 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 You know what I mean? Wait, you're retooling the bandwagon? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's a great time to, you new know. New breaks, new shocks. If you're, if you're into prospects and stuff like that, you know. I mean, I, I, Cubs fans, as Cubs fans, you know, we, are, we watch every year, right? I remember in, you know, the years of 2013, 2014, going to games, and Wrigley would still be packed. I understand Wrigley is Wrigley, but still, people, there was something about those teams that people still liked. Uh, they li- they liked certain players and stuff like that. And I'm not saying that that's what we're going to get this year, but I, I just, when you mentioned the closure thing and, and all of that, it's just kind of like, now we can just focus on the game, next group of core players, hopefully, coming up soon, and... You know, just hope that we can put a contender out there soon, man. Like, that's what we need. It is. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of this is going to be based on pitching the second time around. That They're starting to invest heavily in arms, stockpiling arms. And to a, a different degree, for this year's team, they're kind of going with the depth route. And we're going to talk about that 
uh, with Brendan Miller here in a second. But, Cody, of course, this is March Madness, but it's also Match Madness for one of our sponsors. Yes, uh, our sponsor, PointsBet, is the best way to support CHGO. And the best way to do that is to download the PointsBet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. If you do that right now, you'll get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. But that's not it, Luke. That's definitely not it. Nope. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content. That article that Luke mentioned earlier that Ryan's typing up about Kyle Hendricks that's coming later tonight, be able to read it if you do it right now. You sign up on PointsBet and uh, use code CHGO. Uh, anyway, <laughs> put make a $50 or more first-time deposit. You'll receive a free CHGO that. membership, did which it. unlocks all of our web content and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the chgo locker hashtag dope merch hashtag merch madness we're gonna have more hashtags in the future i'm sure that's two thousand dollars in free bets a free chgo membership nice lawrence and a free t-shirt from the chgo locker all for making a fifty dollar first time deposit at points bet if you have any questions you can email pointsbet at allchgo.com and we'll help you out your home for live in-play betting just got even better. Introducing PointsBet's new feature, live college basketball same-game parlay. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. For the first time ever, you can build the perfect live same-game parlay only with PointsBet. Combine your favorite bets anytime during the game. Want more? You can also boost your live same-game parlays. Watch live, parlay live, boost live with PointsBet. And now... Online sign-up is available in Illinois. And like I keep telling you guys, Luke did this super fast. If Luke can do it super fast, so can you. That's true. You can download the PointsBet app right now and register your account from start to finish, all from your phone. Plus, during PointsBet Match Madness, all users can earn up to $100 in free bets. During each round, just place a $50 pregame wager and get a free $20 live bet to be used for that round. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with points bet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Cody and Kyle, you're young bucks, but I want you to listen to our next what our next partner has to offer. It's a product that I've been using literally every day for the last 10 days since I started it. And I started taking AG1 from Athletic Greens because I didn't have time. I wanted better gut health, which is important. More energy, optimized immune system, hated taking all the vitamins and pills, wanted a supplement that tastes great, you know, and I wanted to see what the hype was about. So you're asking me, what is this stuff, right? Yeah. I tried it. I'm telling you, one delicious scoop of AG1, you absorb 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. It's a special blend of ingredients supporting your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, all those things. So it's important for all of us. I take it in the morning, mix it up with a glass of water. It's not chalky. Boom, I've got that positive start and that boost of energy to kind of start my day. It's a lifestyle-friendly event that you're doing. It's whether you're one of these keto people or you're paleo or you're vegan or you're dairy-free or you're gluten-free or all of the above, this fits into that lifestyle for you. You're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance 
For every purchase, they also donate to organizations helping to get nutritious foods to kids in need, including No Kid Hungry, right here in the United States. So, right now, reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you one free year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash CHGO Cubs to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. It is good stuff. And on St. Patrick's Day, it is green, AG1. Beautiful. All right, now we've been waiting for this since we launched. We're, you know, we wanted to do this right away. It's taken a little while to get it organized. We're going to bring in Brendan Miller, who is also on our podcast. But we have not seen Brendan on screen in person. We've never been ever. It's been over, you know, chats. And we've seen his articles posted in the member section, as you mentioned. Right. uh, Along with Ryan at allchgo.com. And uh, Brendan, it's cool to finally see you on screen. Can you hear us? I can hear you guys. Yeah, Corey's getting way too much screen time i know he's going in tomorrow this is ridiculous you got to balance it out a little bit more so i'm happy to be on here beautiful <laughs> we love the brick wall in the background we thought saint patrick's day would be a good day to get this going i want to start with a simple question because i have absolutely loved a couple of your articles right out of the gate on all um you talk about pitching and metrics and analytics in a way that dumb old people like me can sort of absorb and be like, oh, I understand what he's saying. Sometimes, you know, it's great for everybody, but even for the dumbest mind like mine, the slowest person here, I can look at that and go, I know what he's talking about. Now I understand what they're trying to do. How did you get so into analytics, metrics, pitching? What is your background for this? Yeah, well, I have like I have problems, so I'm, I'm, I'm obsessive about this. Um, but I got into like reading about baseball stats in high school. I was reading fan graphs, um, and I remember just reading about like FIP, and FIP was so intuitive to me. It's like, of course, limit the walks, maximize strikeouts, and that made sense. And then from there on out, uh, in college, I went to Arizona State University. All my roommates were big baseball guys, so we played fantasy baseball. I wanted to win some money. So the way to do that was to get into more stats and try to figure out how do I, you know, beat my friends that led into one thing to another. And then somehow here I am today talking about baseball stats and Corey makes fun of me all the time for doing this, but that's kind of my background. I I am a data scientist. So I kind of have that foundation. Okay. Um, So I'm able to merge those two together. I think is pretty fun. I mean, it's a good fit. I just noticed that Rachel on the chat uh, recently pointed out to pair it to the Angels, two years, 14 million. And, you know, that's one of the guys that got in the pitch lab for the Cubs and kind of turned his career around. And now, Brendan, we look at these guys that they've signed and, you know, they added more arms today. And you look at a list of guys and you hope that's what they can pull somebody out of that group and and get a Tapera out of there that you can have a useful arm I mean, do you think the Cubs are doing a good job at this or have you just seen it improving lately because of the the strides they've taken? Well, you can you can find trends in what they're doing, like with with what they did with Tapera. 
It's a great example, and it sets a precedent of what they can do with these next few signings that they just made. So for Tapera, what they did was identify how to improve his entire pitch repertoire. And so he came over to, uh, on the Cubs, he was throwing mostly sinkers. So we're going to talk about sinkers maybe a little bit, but unlike the other pitchers, they kind of scrapped his sinker and they started throwing more four seams with Tapera because he has a little bit of this unnatural movement at least and more carrying action. So what happened? Threw more four seamers, spiked the whiffs, Cutter played better off of that, and it sets the precedent that the pitch lab and the way they go about developing these guys on paper right away, ERAs don't look good. FIPS don't look good. The numbers don't look promising. But what they're looking at is ways to boost that. And I think the, the new guys they just signed, there's many rooms for improvement. And I think they have the track, rec track record that shows they can do this again. There can be another Ryan Tapera through these guys. Would that be nice? We got Stroman going here. What do you guys think about Stroman? What are you looking for when you see Stroman, Cody, the next? When he goes out there tomorrow, first of all, it's going to be exciting. The first Cubs player to ever wear zero, I believe. Yeah, from my understanding. Uh, yeah. Not that that's important, but, uh, <laughs> I mean, he's, he's the big signing of the offseason. Right. Well, I mean, I, for someone like Stroman, who, from what I've seen on social media and his, and his quotes, he, he believes a lot in these advanced analytics and stuff. Uh, and there's a lot of players who are in and out on that or whatever. I feel like to get – and this is coming from someone who – I mean, I, I'll log on to fan graphs, Brendan. I will log on there, and I will look <laughs> at stuff. But the maps and stuff, it, it's all very confusing to me. But for me, I feel like if you can get a player who believes in what they're talking to you about, as in the Cubs pitch lab, I mean, it can only be a benefit for him. That's, that's the best I, I got for it. <laughs> I just hope Strowman can continue what he was doing and maybe even kick it up a notch to become, not that he isn't a, already a great pitcher, but I would like to see him be like one of those top three guys in baseball that just terrify you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think that's what the Cubs are hoping for too, hoping for him to have take that next step, hoping for a bounce back season from Hendricks. And – it's going to be interesting to see. I can't wait to read all of the content. I'm sure Brendan's already got working around in his head <laughs> about how Strowman's going to succeed or not. But it's when he signed, it was it was a euphoric moment for the fan base, for the franchise, it felt like. So I'm just excited to see him on the mound in the Cubs uniform. Yeah, Brendan and Corey have been doing a great job on podcasts for like six, seven years together. Is that correct? That's yeah, way too yeah. much time for the two of us. But yeah, about <laughs> seven, about seven years. Um I loved the article that you started us out with about sinkers up in the zone and that trend yeah. for Cubs pitching. And I thought that's something fascinating that you can watch not only in Cactus League games when it's just a young guy coming up, you'll be able to see it early in the season. Explain to us what the Cubs are doing with the idea of throwing a sinker high in the zone because that's not something you usually would talk about. Is counterintuitive, right? So you're looking yeah. at a figure right here. The red dots are all Cubs pitchers. Every gray dot here is some other pitcher for a different team. And that line right in the middle is the major league average for where sinkers are thrown in the strike zone. So anything above that line suggests that those pitchers are throwing sinkers higher in the zone. And if you look all the way up top, you see Kyle Hendricks throws among the most high sinkers in the league, Tommy Nance is like in the top second percentile. And you have Justin Steele right by Kyle Hendricks. You can see it down the list, Samson, Alzelay, Manny Rodriguez. So this was 
something that I kind of noticed with Hendrix a few years ago. And it was, it was weird. And when we talk to different people, why they're doing this um, around the league, not many teams do this. And the thinking could be that these high and inside sinkers act as kind of like change-ups in a way. Mm. And for Tommy Nance and Kyle Hendricks, they have some of the most unorthodox sinker movement. And this is what's differentiating this one small feature, the Cubs from the rest of the league. Um, so you saw Al, uh, Albert Alzali on that same graph. Alzali is the prime example of why this pitch lap has been so interesting. So Alzali didn't throw a sinker before 2021. So he developed that sinker late in September of 2020 during the COVID season. No sinker. He was predominantly a curveball guy, a four-seam guy, and he showed a changeup uh, before 2020. He's a completely different guy now. All he throws is sinkers and sliders, and they have that kind of like same pitch access, um, which is really interesting. Now, there's cons to this, and for Alzali, as we know, he got shelled against lefties last year. So they're trying to develop maybe a third pitch for lefties, maybe a changeup, maybe a cutter, maybe throw more curveball, something that differentiates Alzali from lefties. Unfortunately, we're not going to see him do that in the beginning, but you can see this trend. The Cubs are trying to find these guys who have very unique movement peripherals on their pitches. The trend here is sinkers, and they just change it up. They try to change the location, maybe the sequencing, maybe change the pitch grip as they did with Cody Hoyer and optimize what they have naturally. I think it's smart. Uh, I, I like the idea, Brendan. However, the old guy in me says, we throw sinkers low in the zone into the dirt, and we liked it, and we liked it fine back in the day. And yeah. if you're going to do it now, the danger is if it doesn't sink, it's right in the middle of the plate, and it's exactly. a home run. That's, you have that's, to have, you have to have that's a problem. That's a huge problem. So that's why a lot of these guys, they can't, they can't do it properly. Hendrick's command is among the best in the league. Um, to your point, though, Jake Arrieta last year, he's a predominant sinker guy. And so when they signed him before 2021, I'm thinking, oh, great. We're going to get Jake Arrieta back. That's cool. They're going to change something with Arrieta. And that didn't happen. Most of his sinkers were down in the zone, backdoor to right-handed batters. And with this launch angle emphasis by hitters, he got shelled. So, yes, like you do want to limit the air in throwing those up and in sinkers. But right now, these, these hitters are primed to hit low fastballs. So you do have to kind of have a delicate balance here. Well, I think it's just interesting to see the way the game is constantly evolving. You know, whether it was the shift became a huge thing, or now you're talking about the way guys pitch changing, or, you know, you'll go through a three, four-year stretch where it's all power arms, and then you'll go to more finesse arms. And now we're talking about sinkers up in the zone. If you don't keep moving forward in baseball, as old as the game is, you're going to get left behind. And that's kind of the thing that that I like about this that the Cubs are doing is they're trying to stay on the cutting edge of things and make teams adjust to them. So it's a positive. It's another thing you can see that the organization is doing that maybe you don't see on the surface, but now, Cody, you look at it and go, okay, they're trying different things. I'm glad they're trying to be cutting edge here. Right. I mean, just off the base for just a casual fan or just even a a Cubs fan who maybe not be may not be as analytical. You can look at the Cubs starting rotation, and they don't necessarily throw hard. I mean, Alzale and Justin Steele are probably right. the top two guys in velocity. 
on the rotation. Uh, Brendan, I listened to you, you and Corey's podcast. Uh, I was actually, I actually listened to it today. I was, I went on a run and listened to it. Um, it that's, it's amazing. I was able to listen to it and run, listening to all these this analytical stuff. But, um, <laughs> was your run I, better? Did I help you out? Uh, yeah, I would say yeah. It was all right, good. I, yeah. because the reason being is you kind of explained how it's not necessarily the worst thing in the world that the Cubs have these finesse guys. I guess you could say going into the season. Now going into the postseason, obviously it's different. But with the situation the Cubs are in right now don't necessarily have to think about that so um i I, to me it was kind of like a all right well considering the situation i can get through this so i mean they've signed a lot of guys now uh as they're looking for pitching depth you know we didn't know if they were going to make a big signing um uh, who just got injured today uh we saw going to the injured list Oh, brad wick brad wick so i mean it's a good thing that you've got some depth you hope you know David Robertson, Jesse Chavez, Stephen Brault. Uh, they're not names that jump out on paper and you're like, wee, here we yeah. go. Let's go get it. You know, you're not, they're not household names to everybody. But if they can find that guy, another one is Daniel Norris. And I know you've got some stuff on him, Brendan, as well, that like maybe Daniel Norris is a guy that can help the Cubs out. But they're going to have to find. They're going to have to find somebody out of that group that can contribute because they're going to have opportunities. Personally, I think the Wick loss is, I don't want to say it's huge, but to me, like given, given the finesse guys we have in the starting rotation, Wick was a, a, he had more power coming out of the bullpen, plus he's a left-handed arm too. And how and, bad is it? You know, that's the other right, concern. 60-day like, injured list, like – uh, it's just frustrating because one, it's not like, good. he came up last year, and I know it's small sample size, only 15 games, but he didn't give up a run. And it's like you're coming back this year hoping he's healthy. And as far as I knew, last week he was healthy, and then it just just hit us like a like a like a, like we ran into a wall or something and fell f- face <laughs> face first or something <laughs> like that. You know what I mean? And so, Brennan, I'm interested in your thoughts on like on on Wick and like that the you know, what he was doing to kind of get to where he was. Cause I feel like he's similar to a lot of these bullpen arms. I mean, yep. uh, you know, if there's someone who would be a good, who would be good to replace him. Until yeah. Then. Losing him sucks. He, he was unorthodox in that he's such a big guy. He's so yeah. tall. So he has his, his uh, vertical release point is so high that attack angle is so unique that batters, had problems picking that up so it is a loss he's had so many injuries most of them out of his control but to rely on him even when he comes back like i don't think you can do that at this point um so who can replace him well they're signing pitchers like every day so you do have like stephen brault you do have daniel norris of those two guys i'm fascinated by daniel norris i know it's kind of weird when you see his numbers um, you know, like last year he had an ERA of 6.2. So that, that looks weird, right? Like, why would you be fascinated by Daniel Norris? And it's not to say that this signing is for sure going to work out, right? But there's a possibility that not only does it work out, but it works out in a really good way. I mean, we just saw the Giants kind of use this type of um, strategy last year with pitchers and hitters. And on paper, in their previous years, they don't look like they're good signings, but they're able to get them in their infrastructure and, and develop them. So for Daniel Norris, 
the first thing that jumps out is there's no other lefty in the league that has his changeup spin access. So that means his changeup drops more than most guys. But weirdly enough, the changeup really was not that effective last year. And that's because his command was just not sharp. He needs to improve that command. So if you look at this graph here, this is his expected run value against righties on the right, lefties on the left. And you can see against righties, there's this pocket on the bottom left part of the zone that's getting hammered. And that pocket of the zone, our pitches are not commanded well. Now, if you go on the bottom right part of that zone, you see his expected weight on base average is like below 300. That's where he needs to hammer the part of the zone. And while the intent is there, for some reason, he was not able to do that. So what can be done? Like, I, I have no idea. But if there's a way to maximize the number of pitches he can hit that zone, we're likely going to get better run prevention because his changeup, again, has some of the most seam-shifted wake in the league. It has the craziest spin axis in the league. You're not going to find many guys who have that type of changeup and that type of delivery as Daniel Norris. So that right there signals something interesting. And again, the, the run prevention numbers were not there. But there's a huge possibility that we'll be looking back at this, you know, five, six months from now, and we'll know why he became successful. But is that a given? It's not a given. Mm, I have so many questions for Doc Miller after that. I don't even know where to go. Yeah, uh, <laughs> sounds like he's like he's the guy to go to to figure out like who these like if I were to wanted to predict. Oh, why did they sign this guy? Yeah. His ERA is six. Right. Why would they want him? Right. I mean, it looks terrible, right? Yeah. Now I'm excited yeah. to see him. Go yeah. right to Dr. Miller with your questions. Dr. Miller, make me feel better about signing. We need a, we need a graphic. <laughs> Some of these like, guys, with, please. We need a graphic with Brennan in like the white coat. <laughs> we got to work on that. <laughs> Pitch doctor. We got the yeah. professor and now Dr. Miller. Um, out of the group, so you like Norris. Out of the group of yeah. guys that they have signed, they're, they're mostly slightly successful in major league. Nobody that they've signed has been, I would guess Jesse Chavez has been as successful as anybody that they've signed. Um, is Norris on the top of your list for guys you want to see? Or are there other guys that you say, well, you know, I can see why those would work too. Yeah, I mean, Stephen Brault has a similar profile as Daniel Norris. Uh, Brault's changeup is actually pretty close in movement as Daniel Norris. So you can see like a trend there. They're looking for these unorthodox pitches, these secondary pitches, and Brault also owns that as well. Um, now we can look at Chris Martin and Jesse Chavez. I think those are more stable relievers. So in that sense, maybe the room, this the ceiling is not as high, but of the guys we're talking about, I, I like Daniel Norris too, because he has a history of starting games. Um, he didn't start last year. But he came up as a second round draft pick. He started a lot, didn't have success. So for me, the best case scenario would be for Daniel Norris to sharpen up that command. And maybe he can go in as like a swing reliever starter type role or piggyback off of that fifth rotation spot for multiple innings. That to me is the most value just from a sheer volume of innings perspective. I think Daniel Norris can do that. Wow. We saw Hendricks pitching today early on. He looked like old Kyle Hendricks, he struggled at points last year. Are we all confident that Kyle Hendricks will be the professor, the, you know, a number one or number two on this team and a number one or a number two on a lot of teams? Do we, are we confident that he's going to bounce back and be that guy? Uh, 
I'm confident that we won't really know until May because he always struggles in April. Yeah, that's true. Um, but, yeah, I mean, gave up a lot of homers last year. So if he can keep people in the park, I mean, that will be a, a sign of, you know, getting back to what we know and seen. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I there's no reason for me to not believe that he can get back there. It's not like he's got a ton of velocity or anything like that, right? Like he's not not breaking down. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I am interested to see if there's any differences in, like, what he does and how he goes about his business just to see, like, what he worked on the offseason. Especially when he had a strong first half of the year, I believe David Ross even said that he's our all-star after he was snubbed by when many feel like he was snubbed for the all-star game. But, he, like you said, he has the track record of success. And you, until proven otherwise, I, I'd bet on a guy like Hendricks to bounce back and find what didn't work, specifically giving up that many home runs and just seeing. One of the things I like about when Marcus Stroman was signed is that I saw on Twitter somebody was like, see opening day, and he was like, opening day will be Kyle Hendricks. He's earned it, a great guy, great teammate. Like, he was immediately saying, I'm not taking opening day. This is Kyle Hendricks' team, even yeah. though, you know, I might be the hot free agent coming in. And I know David Ross has been asked multiple times already, who's your opening day starter? And each time he says, Stroman's in the mix, Hendricks is in the mix. But obviously, starting Hendricks in the first Cactus League game <laughs> shows you that the Cubs are most likely going with Kyle Hendricks on opening day, pending something bad happening in Cactus League play. I'm good with that because I believe while it's exciting and fans will be thrilled to have Stroman pitch that first game, Hendricks has earned the right for a long time to be that guy on opening day. And it, it, you talk to any pitcher or former pitcher, that is one of the few honors that they still care about, that they still think about, and they still want to have. Um, you know, a lot of times guys are like, they don't care about the stats how many innings they pitch necessarily, unless it's tied to money. But opening day starter, that means something to pitchers. So I, I do hope that it is Kyle Hendricks. Yeah, no, I, again, I, at this point you go with him mainly just, you know, what his impact on the organization has been and the fact that, you know, that a lot of, Despite the, the struggles last year, he still had like a 16-start stretch where he looked like even better than maybe we'd ever seen before. So, you know, I to me, it's not even really a question. So, yeah, I kind of I'm in agreement with both of you guys. I'm going with Hendricks. I mean, he's been here forever, and he's he's your guy. He's your ace. He's the one when it's a Hendricks day, you expect it to be a win day. And until proven otherwise, you have to ride with that on opening day. So, Brendan, we talked a lot of, about pitching and stuff. Is there somebody, a position player, uh, that you think coming in kind of in that same form where the Cubs, obviously we hope Suzuki turns out to be a good deal. Um, is there somebody else in the group of position players that the Cubs have, whether it's somebody that's currently on the team, Frazier, you know, that was brought in and, in the offseason or some of the more recent signings that excites you about the possibility of them turning their career around with the Cubs this season? I, I mean, I'm fascinated by Frank Schwindel. I know we lost mm. 
uh, Rizzo yesterday, and you know, it's, uh, it's, that that pain's never going to go away. Um, but Frank is here, and I think with him, we've heard so many good scouting reports for him against fastballs, and he has heavy contact. So the similarity between he and Rizzo is in that both of them make similar contact. That's great. Where Rizzo differentiated himself from the rest of the first baseman, like Frank, was that Rizzo hit off-speed. He hit breaking pitches, and he walks. So Rizzo was kind of that unicorn of a power hitter who had good discipline and made a lot of contact. Frank, last year, though, even in that small sample size, which is honestly for contact rate and play discipline, not small at all, um, actually quite large, he demolished secondary pitches. In fact, his highest run value of any pitch was against curveballs. So the scouting hmm. reports that said, hey, you can't hit breaking pitches and you're going to see a steady diet of breaking pitches. Well, he sort of did and he hit them well. So my thinking is, okay, it's been about 300 plate appearances. Uh, is this going to last? What's going to be the next change these pitchers make? But at least in that in that sample, it's it's pretty encouraging. And you don't want to say, oh, this is for sure going to happen. It's never like that. But I do think there's a good chance that Frank actually is a well above league average offensive hitter. I love to hear that because a lot of people on Cubs Twitter think Frank Schwindel is going to be off the team by the by midseason. I mean, he's a great story. So yeah. I, I hope or that- just not not like a impact player, I guess you could say. If you had to say Wisdom or Schwindel having an impact on this team this year, which one's more likely for you? I would say Schwindel. I do too. Because one, because and in, in, uh, Brennan said it, like high contact. And like <clears throat> one of the things the Cubs did, like as soon as they sold those guys off at the deadline last year, they just started bringing in all these high contact bats. And it was actually kind of refreshing because we saw so many strikeouts with the old core and everything. And you can argue about how they didn't, you know, put the lineup together to give power and contact. And it was just all kind of all power, all or nothing type lineup. And Suzuki fits in that right. mold too. Right. So it's kind of like the way that the roster, the, the lineup, if you looked at it today, we have a lot of contact guys, maybe, you know, with Suzuki brings power, you're hoping wisdom. But contact first. And yeah. And contact first. And then wisdom, he does, like last year, as the league learned about him, he became more of an all-or-nothing type guy. But you're hoping over the offseason he's worked on some of the things that the league found out about him, and you're hoping he can take another step. You know, I, I have high hopes for him, no doubt. Um, but it'll be interesting. As far as, like, uh, Schwindel, it's kind of like the, the, I feel like the league still hasn't fi- figured him out. Another pitcher. Michael Givens per Jesse Rogers, one-year deal, five million bonuses could get him to six point two five million. Was with the Rockies and the Reds last year. Closing experience could end up in the ninth inning. They do need somebody for that role, so maybe yeah. this is uh, a reaction move to to the injury earlier today as well, too. Yeah. Like you got to have another big arm, right? I felt like Rowan Wick deserved to be, you know, at least in the running for the closer. Closes role, but I mean, yeah. it's nice to have another guy who could perhaps be that guy, especially with also the injury to um, Cody Hoyer. So this is just another yeah, that's a good another point. addition to the bullpen. What do you think about that signing, Brendan? Yeah, I mean, as Kyle said, losing Cody Hoyer was a big loss because he had that potential to be that late 
high leverage guy. So Michael Givens has that. So he throws in the mid 90s, reaches upper 90s as his max contact rate um, or whiff rate rather above league average. Good changeup, heavy fastball. I like it. I mean, clearly the Cubs strategy at this point is volume of pitchers. Let's get the most interesting pitches in this in this organization and see what works. And I think, again, based on what they did last year, I think it's a sound strategy. Now, we'll see if it works and you can criticize it after the after the results. But I do I, I appreciate and I actually like the process. It'll be interesting to see late in the season where they're at and then if they are able to bring somebody's career back from the dead, right? what they do with them. Do you hang on to them and try and bring them back next year? Because re- relievers, to my point many times, is that they can be good one year and they're not good the next year, and then they yeah. could be good the next year. So, And as you, we've seen just the last two days, former Cubs pitchers like Andrew Chafin and yeah. Ryan Tapera, what – like they they earned a nice deal for <laughs> they a get reliever paid. because of what the Cubs did to help them get to where they are. So, in a way, I guess the Cubs are developing their own like assembly line of random dudes who go on to do <laughs> who go on to gr- create like a, a great contract for yeah. for them. And it, <laughs> and if they do it again, where they have relievers making such a big impact that they're coveted at the deadline, that's two years in a row when they've proven that they can resurrect someone's career so that's also a good sign that this pitch yeah. lab and all of the resources put into pitch it is lab i gotta yeah. get a shirt that says pitch lab on it um <laughs> hey if you enjoy chgo and we know you do one way to help us out is can help us grow a little bit you know download the points bet app and use the code chgo when you sign up not only will you get two risk-free bets up to two grand but if you make a 50 dollars or more first time deposit you get a free chgo membership which unlocks all of our web content, including great stuff from the Pitch Doctor over there. And you'll get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO Locker Dope Merch. If you have any questions, email pointsbet at allchgo.com, and we will help you out in case you missed it. Online sign-up available in Illinois. You can actually download the PointsBet app right now and register your account from start to finish, all from your phone. You're signing up for the fastest sports book, easier than ever. And you can start living your bet life in seconds. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with points bet. Gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700. CHGO, what we've been trying to do for you, we have a group of people that are passionate about their teams. Podcasts, live shows of every team every day. Post-game shows, pre-game shows for teams. Uh, post-game after every game that's played. Premium written content for the members at allchgo.com and by the way ryan is getting that kyle hendricks interview that's going to be his article that'll be posted uh i believe sometime tonight you can also read it tomorrow morning and then of course dupe merch for all the teams six shirts t-shirts i think we got some hats too right i think so yeah uncle larry was a little slow on that i was i slowed it down yeah (laughs) i know dope dope merch and sick you get a, drip. you get a, yeah, you get a free shirt when you become a member. We know you probably got the sick drip, you probably got the earrings and a chain, but do you have the shirt that's going to go with that? You need our dope merch. Okay. Members only Discord, the CHGO Lounge. All right, now Brendan, you want to stick around for the uh, poll results and talking about food? Are you into food? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Perfect. So yesterday we put up our Sweet Sixteen bracket, eight places outside Wrigley that have a, a food item that we like, and then eight food items inside Wrigley that we like. And we're going bracket style. They'll meet at the end, 
and we put, once we discussed it, we put the matchups on Twitter and let viewers, listeners, fans vote. Right. We now have the results from yesterday, and we will move on to the second round. So the first matchup was, I believe, Vienna Beef against Lemon Chill. Yes. And Vienna Beef has moved on. It was, it was never a doubt. Uh, 92% of the vote went to... 92? 92%. Wow. And I know... Should have been 100. Uncle Larry wants to say something about the hot dog, so go yeah. ahead. Well, it should have been 100, but... What, are you talking about my hot dogs take? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, I'm letting you do it. Yeah. Well, I, you know, you guys threw big pretzel in at number two. Like, Doug Sohn is, you know, the master of the sausage here in Chicago, and he went into the bleachers a few years ago. Wait, he's not the sausage king. Of- he's not a Froman, but he's the next okay. best thing. And so the fact that Doug Sohn's name did not get on this list, I was a little upset by that. But you know what? You're right. You know why we a did it. If it was a field of 68, dog. we would have had multiple sure. hot dogs on there. Yeah, you but if it's going to be one dog, you got to go, be- go Vienna Beef in Chicago. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, <laughs> Lord, it's just a little salty. Yeah. Just a little. Just a, tad. a little <laughs> upset. All right. Uh, so the next matchup was what? 2-7, the big pretzel and Giordano's? Yeah, and we got a first upset with Giordano's. Going 62% of the there vote. There we go. Yeah, because Big that Pretzel. Is, that's shocking to I'm me. I'm a big little pretzel. butthurt about a it. A two-seed for a pretzel? You guys are nuts. Well, <laughs> it's called something else, It's actually. called the Northside Twist, and I even put that oh, in the see? caption for it, too. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe I, I wish people knew. I hope people who voted know what we're talking about. Like you, gotta this, get, you get the warm cheese with the Northside Twist, everybody wants a piece of it. Yeah. They even, you get a Giordano slice while it's good. Nobody's trying to share your Giordano's, but you get that Northside twist. All right, I'll yeah. go with it. That's what the people say. And uh, so, <laughs> yeah, the seven upsets the two. So, uh, next, we got uh, the helmet nachos versus the beef. And, no uh, way. And uh, 50% of the vote went with the beef. Must have been 50.1. That, just, show, that just shows you. Beef in Chicago, my friends. Yeah. My grandma kicked me out after she watched the podcast. She kicked yesterday. you right out. <laughs> she kicked me right out. Because you said nachos, right? I did say nachos. I did say yeah. nachos. Grandma. I don't know where I'm going to sleep tonight, but I still stand by my choice. You know yeah. what? You know what those results are? Too. Grandma voted more than once. Yeah. She like she created. She was hammering that Twitter poll she all night yesterday. like 10 burner accounts and just like <laughs> yep. logged on just to vote on it. Yeah. All right. So Bone of Beef moves on. That's, yep. that's a shocker. Yeah. And then, well, that's, uh, what, that's what March Madness is about. Yeah, right? Upsets. Then we got the, the fun 4-5 matchup. Of uh, the batting helmet ice cream versus the peanuts or Cracker Jacks. And 69% of the vote went to the batting helmet wow. ice cream. Wow. That's surprising. One might say that's very nice. Um, <laughs> well, so, yeah. uh, ice cream's tough to turn down. All right, so now yeah. we're going to go down to the other bracket, right? Yeah. Brendan's yeah. probably getting bored with this, but that's... <laughs> we're going to no, get I'm back just, to him in a second. I'm thinking, I'm thinking You're just like, soaking it you're, in. You're, I'm thinking Giordano's or Lou Malnati's over here. I know Giordano's is that Wrigley Field, but, you know, I don't know if you guys are big lose guys or not. But uh, I, I am a lose guy. I'm a lose guy. I'm a lose guy. I'm a pizza guy. What about Pequod's? People are in on Pequod's, too. Yeah. We'll, we'll have to do a pizza bracket. What's oh, yeah. Pequod's? We should have. Yeah. Pequod's, they kind of do it. the caramelized crust. It's a little, like a burnt caramelized crust a little bit. That's their thing. I might try it. Pequod's is oh, it's number popular. one. It's the, yeah. It's yours? I love lose, but, like, Pequod's. Is just next level. I like Douay. If I go places, it's Douay. It's uh, oh sure, that was my Pizzeria first ever. Douai. That was my first ever Chicago pizza. Was at Douay, but 
Pequods, uh, Clyburn and Webster, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You can look it up on the Googles. Anyway, as we're talking about all these pizza places in Chicago, we can move to the places surrounding Wrigley Field. Okay, so now this is the Wrigleyville region. Wrigleyville region. Okay. And we got the one seed and the eight seed. Uh, one seed Big Star Tacos beats out the Brickhouse Tavern Polish. Which a Polish at the ball game is always, you know, before the ball game you do the Polish, then you do the hot dog when you get in. I agree with Big Star Tacos. The Tacos are Big Star. The original Big Star in Wicker Park, huh? Shout out to the old neighborhood. Um, is a great place to hang out. Great yeah. place to hang out. Used to be uh, the garage, right? Good place. I, I just wanted to, I want, I want to see. Show that again, the Wicker Park. Oh, sorry. Wicker, oh, Park. Wicker Park. Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. Well, well done. Good. Actually, you I was Ukrainian it. Village I, yeah, right on the sure. border of Wicker Park. So yeah. we kind of melt together a little bit. Yeah. Uh, it's like, uh, 62% of the vote had uh, the Big Star Tacos. Uh, coming in at the 2-7 uh, matchup, we got the Do-Right Donuts. Oh, I'm so relieved. I had anxiety this morning that Do-Right Donuts was going to lose this matchup. And I'm like, if Do-Right loses, 57% of the we're not even finishing the brackets. Smoke Daddy, yeah. Smoke Daddy's good. Another, good. hey, Smoke Daddy also, originally, <laughs> Wicker Park. Wicker Park. Uh, but Do-Right Donuts. Yeah, do right Tough donuts. Fifty seven percent of the vote. Two seed moves on. Then we get to the three six and we got the Wiener Circle chocolate shake moving on. Yes. Over the cheesies grilled cheese. Fifty seven percent. Cheesy is a good place too. I hope that fifty seven percent of the vote understand exactly what the what they're getting what, they what they're getting involved yeah. in. I, I hope and pray to God they know exactly what they're getting. Yeah, uh, it's uh <laughs> It's a popular item there. Uh, the four five seed. The four five seed. We got the blue, the blue demon at Lucky's, and then a slice at Demos. Yeah, and I've never had either, so I, I didn't vote on this the one. The fifty eight percent of the vote I should came in on the slice at Demos. Mm, uh, never been Jake says yes. Pizza man, the macaroni. Flanagan, slice. thumbs up. Yes. Yeah, now, Mac, what were the see, two? Jake knows. Jake knows. Now, Matt Peck wanted a barbecue. Barbecue bacon ranch. Bacon ranch. And yeah. you prefer the? The, the macaroni. It's like, like mac and cheese on a pizza? It's basically mac and cheese on a pizza, Jake. I don't it, know it, about Would you that. say that? Yeah. I, uh, it, there's no You better. know what? Now I think I have been to Demos. Yeah. It, I mean, again, it's not Chicago. Also style. in Wicker like Park. It's yeah, thin crust. Yeah, thin crust. Um, it's in Wicker Park right there. At the, yeah, at and it's triangles, right? Yeah. It, the pizza's in triangles. It's not squares. Correct. Right. Don't well, tell I think me. I've been there. Yeah, in Wrigley, it's a great spot if you're walking af walking home after the game, after you've inhaled okay. anywhere from five to 1,000 beers. All right, yes. so let's do our quick voting on the next bracket. Okay. Perfect. And then we'll put this poll out there. We'll do it again tomorrow, and we'll have the results as we move on here. All right, so now we have Vienna Beef against Giordano's. Well, I don't want to get your grandma mad. I'm going Vienna Beef. <laughs> yeah, I'm going with the hot dog as well. Go to Vienna beef. <laughs> okay, Vienna beef for us. Then Bona beef, I don't want to make your grandma mad. <laughs> Versus, what is it against? The batting helmet ice cream. Oh, jeez. You got to go with the ice cream. Grandma. Brendan yep. says the ice cream? Yeah, you have to. Oh. I mean, I'm already kicked out, so ice cream. Oh, wow. You get to keep the helmet, you know? It's like a Can't souvenir. Much it's like a two for one. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to blame it on Brendan since you're the <laughs> furthest away from his grandmother. That's, that's I mean, how that's we're going to do it. She can't get to me. She can't, can't touch you. All right, and then our next matchup is Big Star Tacos 
Oh, man, what a showdown. Big Doc Star Taco, Do-Right do right donuts. Right donut. You know how I feel about this. Yeah, I got to go with the donut. I got to right. go donut, Do-Right Donut. Yeah, those donuts are so good. With glazed and infused, gone. Do-Right Donuts in a class by themselves. Yeah. Although Donut, donut Ball's good, I, I, they just don't on. have enough variety. Uh, Stan's also, come on, let's give Stan's it. Stan's is a California yeah, I know. Donut I've met place. the man, Stan Berman. He's a wonderful man. I met him. He's yeah, a great just, in Wicker Park. Just they're not do-right. Keep shouting out Wicker Park. They did start there. In, yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> and what's the other one? Slice it. Deem- We're going do-right there. Yeah. The next one is, the last one is uh, Wiener Circle Chocolate Shake and Slice <laughs> at Demos. Uh, mm. <laughs> I'm going to roll with Slice at Demos. I'm going to go with the Wiener. Walk to the Wiener Circle. It's an experience. <laughs> Demos it's isn't necessarily kind of an experience. The other is an experience that you'll never forget. In your life. <laughs> if you know, so, you know. If you know, you oh know. Oh, my God. Uh, Aaliyah Pula says yes. Yes. Giordano's for life. All right. Yeah. Well, do right one it. seed. Stars nothing compared to do right. Okay. Bogus. Does it say bogus? I, I don't believe that comment. Uh, so anyways, we'll have this up on the Twitter poll. Yeah. We'll, we'll tweet it out again shortly after. Follow it up with it tomorrow. Um, we'll have sound from Kyle Hendricks. We'll hear what he had to say. We want to thank the pitch doctor, Brendan Miller, for stopping in today. It was great to see you for the first time. I know. Happy to be here. You going to come back? Of course. I have to. The more times Corey goes on, <laughs> this means I have to keep up. So right. this is how it works. Just well, glad. Corey's here tomorrow, so now you're, I know. you're pushing. I know. Just glad I that pushing. you're happy to, you know, converse with us guys who don't know nearly as much as you about the right. analytics of pitching. <laughs> no, you know, I, I'm, I'm very stupid, so I'll have plenty of opportunities to uh, showcase that throughout our time together, so don't worry about that. <laughs> we have fun. Baseball's back. It's St. Patrick's Day. Thanks, guys, for being here, and thanks for everybody that was out there on the chat today. Absolutely. Yeah, Real good feed you. going today on St. Patty's Day. Go have some fun. Be safe out there. And we'll see you back for day two of Cactus League play coming up on Friday. It's been the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by PointsBet. Live your bet life.